If Moshe Shapiro asks such a such a great question, it's a question that like you wouldn't want to ask because you'd feel stupid asking it. But like, when you have a good answer. It's a good question. Why why is it that human beings laugh at inappropriate times? It's like it's happened to like everybody. Like you know, you're in big trouble with the principal, and you know, and then he, he's like you know. And then all of a sudden you see that there's like a piece of tissue attached to a shoe. And then uh, you start giggling. Your friend starts giggling. People do this. At a levaya. Something funny happens. Something weird happens. And then people will laugh. And it's, you know, it's completely inappropriate. It's weird. Um, it's very normal because we all, everybody like kind of has that gut reaction. So the question is, what, why, are we, why does a human being laugh? It's a, it's a, it's a human reaction. Um, laughter is supposed to be an indicator of happiness, right? That happiness and laughter are things that go hand in hand. Sukkim all over Tanakh, that, that uh, you know, when, when there's a, a time of joy, when there's a time of happiness, so that's when there's tzchayk and tzchayk, that's when those that that outward expression of emotion is a reflection of happiness and joy. So a person is, you know, getting in big trouble, and and then something, you know, unusual happens. A person is, you know, uh, in, in a very very serious kind of situation, and then something bizarre happens. People will just burst out with, "Are you happy?" Is the person who laughs at the levaya, are they happy? At that moment, they're not happy. They're very sad. It's a very upsetting time. Person is getting in trouble, but then something strange is going on at the same time in the background, right? Like, why? Why are human beings programmed in that way? It's it's clearly not a reflection of the general mood of a person. You could say that a person is complex, and therefore, even if he's really sad, you know. But, but maybe there's like a little happy part of him because, but what, what is, is he happy about something silly that's happening in the background that somebody slipped and fell in the mud? Like it's, but, but, but there's something that we, we all um, react to. Um, there's nervous laughter. There, I mean, all these reactions of laughter, what are they all about? And, and even as far as like what we find funny, a lot of times what we find funny, like, you know, if you think about it, it's silly. It's it's stupid. It's silly. Um, there there are obviously forms of humor that are sophisticated, but then you know there's just the regular. Um, you know, al- almost everybody will laugh at some form of of, uh, of slapstick humor, and um, you know it's it's very it's immature. But yet, if we see some guy who you know gets himself, well, he's a rich guy, and he puts himself all together, and he's wearing his best suit and this and that, and then he walks out, and then. Just as soon as he gets to the street, a car drives by and splashes mud all over him. Everybody will laugh. That's it. It's just funny. It's just there's something everybody will just laugh at. That it's just just human reaction. W- like why? What's what? What is that? What it, what is that reaction all about? Now, as far as laughter is concerned, there, we had a gemara brachas and daflamet aleph that told us that that it's it's also for a person to be imales. His, his, to be full, to have his mouth full of schoik, so to say, to, to, to be, you know, full engage, fully engaged in laughter, um, because 
It says, That only then will a person's mouth be filled with schok. Only after Mashiach comes, only at the end of days, is that going to be uh, okay. But before that, it's not just that it won't happen, but that it's usher. It's that, that kind of laughter is usher. Um, different people take this in different ways. The Al-Yurabah has a whole discussion about um, Simcha Shal Mitzvah, the appropriateness of it. I mean, he holds clearly, and there are many Rishonim that hold, it's not a matter of that after the Chorban Beis HaMikdash, it was Asr Lamalech's Chok Piv. So, you know, some, some, there are some that hold that. Like, it's a post-Chorban thing that you're like, you know, you have to not be too happy because there's a Chorban. But, no, there are many Rishonim that hold that it's, it's uh, no, as long as this world is existing as it does right now, then there's this Isser of full, full-fledged laughter. And it's only after Mashiach comes that a person's really allowed to fully laugh. So, and he even discusses, like, um, oh, you find laughter of Purim, Purim celebrations. Are they mutter? Are they not mutter? Are, are you allowed to have schok on Purim? Is, is there such a, is, what's, what's the heter? Like, he basically is, like, trying to find the heter. It's clear that there, that, that there is, that, that it's what is the reaction and, the, and the, the mood of the day is fine to have uh, a, a, a miloi piv of, of schok. But, but he's bothered by why is it mutter? What's a, you know, so he kind of blabs tzarachi and he leaves it with a tzarachin, but like there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a question about it. So we, ha- we have to really understand what exactly schok, what exactly laughter is, is all about. Where does it come from? What's it, what's it, what is it? So um, the Sefer Yitzira, right, and, and uh, you know, Rashi and Brachas talks about the Sefer Yitzira. Um, when, when, when the Gemara says that Betzalel knew how to be Mitzar of the Osios, they knew how to put together the letters, so Rashi says, well, you know, like, like in Sefer Yitzira. So Rashi obviously was familiar with, uh, with the Sefer Yitzira and how it worked. But the Sefer Yitzira um, describes certain things. Um, and so one of the things he says is the following, and this is something that the Goyen quotes in Mishlei, says that the letter Kuf is the last regular letter. He divides letters up into Pshutos and other kinds of letters. So I don't know why Resh is not considered a regular letter, but um, Shin and Shin and Tuf are, you know, they have doubles, so to say. But uh, but the the, the 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 I'm not sure what's, what the but Kuf is the last letter. Take his word for it. Um, and it res- corresponds to um, schok. It corresponds to laughter. The organ of the body that is the last organ to be formed, again, according to the Sefer is the tchol, is the spleen. And the Gemara Brachas told us that the spleen is in charge of schok, is in charge of laughter. And, um, and that all aligns with Chodesh Adar, which is the last of the months. So that also is a month of schok. It's also a month of laughter. So he, he lays down a yesod for us. He lays down an, an idea for us that, so first of all, schok is one of the koichas nefesh. He describes it as being a koicha nefesh, like it's really in, in, in a, a part of, of, of how Kodesh Baruch put a person together, that that's one of his koichas, is that he has the ability to laugh. In fact, says the Goin, um, the, you will not find laughter anywhere else in the animal world. He says, "Ah, what about a hyena? Doesn't a hyena laugh? So he says, no. A hyena, he says, is like a A hyena is like a fool. 
because the hyena imitates laughter, just like a fool. A fool if you laugh at everything, then, you, then basically he said, if you laugh at everything, then you're an idiot and you're laughing at nothing because it means you don't get anything and you just, right? So a ksil and a hyena are the same thing. That's a fake laugh. That's an imitation laugh. But that real laughter is something that requires seichel and therefore it's something that is a kaycha nefesh that is exclusive to the human race. Okay? So, um, and, and it all aligns with things that are the last. Somehow it corresponds to the letter kuf, which is the last letter, and the toil, which is the last part of the body that's formed, and ador, which is the last month of the year. Okay, so what does this all mean? So, schok is uh, uh, the, the reason a person laughs, right? Basically, the anatomy of a joke is that you're going in a certain mahalach, right? A, B, C, Z. That's, that's every time that there's a joke, right? When we see that, that well-dressed person step out into the street ready to take on the world because he's all put together and then whoosh, the car comes and the mud falls all over him, right? What, what, what strikes us about that and, the, and what evokes laughter is that the most unexpected thing, like the opposite thing of that which you would be expecting is what happens, right? So when somebody says, um, you know, uh, marriage is like a walk in the park, Jurassic Park, like you know that that uh, you know what that is, but 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 that's that's like you know it's you're like a setup. You're expecting oh it's to be something really nice, and then right it's something you know the other way. So that is that's the that's the concept of um, of 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 laughter. It's the concept basically of irony, humor. All of that is is uh, is is what strikes um, a person. Hakarosh Baruch Hu is um, has schok. Right? It says that Yoshev um, Yishak, that that the one who sits in, in, in Shemayim laughs. I believe that the it's either a Medrash or the Goyin says about that. It's referring to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? The Moshiach Shel Yisrael. So Paro said Kol Haben, right? Right. So he wanted to make sure that the Moshiach Shel Yisrael wouldn't be born. So what happens is that Moshe Rabbeinu ends up being put into the water and then being brought up in Paro's palace, right? So that's like the ultimate, like, the, like everything that he intended, it's like he's the one who actually brought Moshe Rabbeinu up. It was Moshe Rabbeinu ate from his table. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't die because of his daughter. Moshe Rabbeinu was, was fed and clothed and brought up and everything by Paro himself. So Paro, the fact that he like was trying to, to get rid of the Moshe and Israel, and he's the one who you know, ended up, that's the, that's the schok, that's the, that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kaviochel, you know, that, that's, that's the sense of, of irony. Somebody, I once heard somebody say that uh, Rav Shach and, and uh, Shlomo Kalbach have the same yard site. That's, Yoshe uh, B'Shemayim Mishchak, you know, that, uh, you know, both, both, uh, both are remembered on the same day. So, um, this, this, um, th- that kind of, of, of sense, that kind of reversal, the sudden reversal, the sudden 180, that something's going in a certain direction and then switches, that is what the concept of laughter, that's what triggers a concept of laughter. Yitzchak, although um, one would think that probably the, the unfunniest of the Avos would be Yitzchak, he was, uh, he was an Eila Tamima, he was uh, somebody who was mamish, like not of this world for most of his life, right? And his name is Laughter. Like, laughter, like what's, you know, what's so funny about Yitzchak? 
What's so funny is, is that his, his mother didn't have a womb. His father was 100 years old. I mean, everything about it was the most bizarre thing in the world. And just everything that was impossible, all of a sudden it was a total, you know, ma'pecha, and Yitzchak was born. And then Yitzchak was supposed to be killed. And then, it, was he killed? Was he not killed? I mean, there's the Ephraim of Yitzchak that's Tzavar on the Mizbeach, right? That, 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 that's sitting in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he's able to see, but he's still alive. Uh, right? So Yitzchak is the impossible one. Yitzchak is the, is, is, is the one whose life is just one big uh, impossibility. But that sense of things are supposed to be heading. Avram Avinu is not supposed to have any children. Look at his um, look, look in this look in the stars. No children. Look at his mother. She didn't have the kalim for a child, right? And boom! All of a sudden, he's he's able to be born. That's the Yitzchak. That's the laughter. And his whole life is he's supposed to be dead. He's alive, right? But he is dead. But he is alive. The the whole thing is 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 a so to say it's it's a laugh. The concept that Yitzchak, in a sense, experienced tchias hamesim, right? The Gemara says that 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 he's like the experiencer of tchias hamesim. Right? That's again, that is this concept of that the, the, the person is dead, the body has rotted, they're nothing, whammo. All of a sudden they can come back to life and they can be, and, and, and a person could, be, could, could exist again. So that is the laughter, so to say. Like, what, what are we thinking about? Like, how, how are we supposed to hear that? So it's like this we have a world that is um, basically heading to the garbage heap, right, and is getting you know, more and more immoral and going further and further away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's going to be HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealing himself, everybody's going to buy into Hashem, the whole world's going to turn on its head, and that is going to be the biggest 180 possible. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hoot. It's going to be a big laugh on everyone. The irony of how everything is just going to turn around, that is the, that, that's, that's the very basic idea of the schok of Ozumale schok pinu. So schok is this concept that you have things going in a certain direction, and then when all of a sudden they, they turn, all of a sudden it flips, that's when a person laughs. And our world is a world that is heading towards schok. That's, that's what Ozumale schok pinu tells us. That it's usher for a person to be mamala piv A person can't be fully laughing until la'asadavo, because that's the time that real laughter exists. So let's take a let, let's take a deeper look at this because it's not even really right the the reversal. the The ultimate irony is when the ra right is when the setup of the joke right where everything is is like building and building and building and building. And then the setup is actually part of the, right, in a joke. It's, it's, it's the well-dressed guy getting splashed by the mud. That's the, 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 the better dressed he is, the, the bigger the joke is when he gets splashed by the mud, right? If he's not so well-dressed, it's not such a big joke, right? If a homeless guy gets splashed by the mud, it's a nebuch. But if it's the well-dressed guy, so it's that, it's that part of things that becomes part and parcel of the mapecha. When you have a situation where things are bad and the, 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 the bad turns into, is the setup for the proclamation of MS, when, the, when Ra itself proclaims the MS, when there is a mahapecha, when there's a venahapechu, when there's 
a flip in which you see that everything that you thought was bad, everything turns out to be good. That's the ultimate time of schok. Right? Chodesh Adar. Chodesh Adar was chosen by Haman because it was the time of the death of Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? So that's why Haman starts up. Now, if Haman hadn't started up, is there any chance in the world that the Jewish people could have gone, no matter how much Achishver, let's say, let's say Achishverosh would have been a big Oiv Yisrael, right? It would have been Mamish, you know, we have many examples, or at least one, of a Tipish who's uh, Oiv Yisrael, right? Who's willing to give the Jews anything they want. But could they have possibly asked for, could we kill out the Amalekim? Like, Achishverosh would never grant such a thing. But the only reason that we had the opportunity to do that is because Amalek started up with us. If Amalek hadn't gone, if Haman hadn't gone and said that I want to go and destroy all the Jews, then we never would have had the opportunity to go and reverse that back on them. So who's the one who created the ultimate Nitzachan of the Jewish people just basically wiping out Amalek? Haman. It's, it was, if he hadn't started up, if he hadn't chosen a month, if he hadn't chosen a time, if he hadn't said, I want to wipe out all the Jews, then nothing would have happened. We would not have been able to have any of that opportunity. So it's their pu'ula, it's what they did themselves that came back and, and destroyed themselves. The death of Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Biggest irony. The death of Moshe Rabbeinu, the death of Moshe and Shal Yisrael brought about the ultimate nitzachon of Klal Yisrael, right? By, by, the, by, the, by the destruction of Amalek. Because, again, that's what was driving it in, in Haman's head. Oh, I can pull this off because of the death of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the death of Moshe Rabbeinu, which would look like the most horrible thing, right? That is the thing that ended up flipping around and becoming the, the thing that rid the world of Amalek. So the Isser of a person being mamala, a, a piv with, with, uh, with, with laughter, Right is um, is 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 until Lasad Lavo, because at that time we're going to see how everything that was bad really ends up being good. There, there's there's you know at time like a, a a country wins a war, right? So two countries fight a terrible war, and a country wins a war. So every time a country wins a war, there's still uh, you know. There's still a sadness. There's a, there's a Memorial Day, there's a Yom Zikaron, there's a, you know, whatever you want to call it, because there's a lot of life that's lost. And the way we look at it, and the way, and the, the way it is, is that all these lives are lost, and, okay, ultimately we ended up winning the war, but like in Nebuchadnezzar, all these, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives, millions of lives, that were killed in this war. But, if it would be clear that the reason that, that, that there was a loss, it actually ended up creating a positive thing, right? Then there's no reason, there's no, there's no mourning, because every negative thing, right? Imagine, right, it, w one of the moves, right? I, I forgot what it's called now, but uh, there, there's, a, there's a, 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 a mode of, of, of fighting in which, you know, one side goes and starts retreating and retreating and retreating. Right? But really what they're doing is that they have their line like spread out like this, and then in the middle they're retreating, and then the sides are going to come and swallow them up. So every time they're retreating, it looks like, I never, they're losing, I never, they're losing. But really they're stepping back, they're stepping back, so that they can close in on them and, 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 and take them out. So 
the, the retreat over there, right, at the end, right, while it's happening, everyone thinks, what's going on? But, right, what do you realize? You realize that, no, 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 every time they moved backward and that the, 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 the other army moved inward, they were really falling further and further into the trap. So there's a mahalach in which bad things, the negative things, they become part of the nitzacha. That is really where the ultimate schalk comes out. The ultimate laugh, right? The ultimate laugh comes at the end, you know, at, at the end of days, right? Why is that? Because it's at the end of everything when HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals to us this is why everything happens. It's not that some things are bad and some things are good. That's how we see the world now. In the future, how are we going to see it? We're going to see that everything was really good and that all the things that we perceived as bad were really positive things. When that's the way we are able to look at the world, when that's the way we're able to look at history, so then that's when we're able to have the ultimate laugh because there was no bad. There was nothing that was wrong. The whole thing was just one big setup of a humongous joke that ends up being like the, 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 the punchline is just this unbelievable thing that turns the whole, everything that happened before that, all these thousands of years into one big setup for, for, for a punchline that's going to go and make the whole thing look like one big laugh. And then, then, then our mouths become full of, full of laughter. Uh, when, when the Rambam describes how, the, the Rambam describes how Christianity and Islam have, have uh, managed to, to change the world in a sense from Avodah Zarah and they brought it closer to monotheism, to, this, to the concept of, 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 of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and one God and things like that. So I think a lot of us like, will read that and then we'll say to ourselves, oh, so maybe there's like a shtickle of good stuff to, to Christianity and to Islam. So no, no. What, 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 what the Rambam is saying is like this. He's saying that Christianity is you know, horrifying. Islam is the worst thing in the world. All these things are terrible. Chil Hashem's, you know, it's just as bad as Avodah Zarah. It's, it's, it's not belief in Hashem at all. But what, what, what's happening is that the world is getting set up for the ultimate punchline. At first, everybody was over Avodah Zarah, right? Where was Hashem in that? Who knows? Then people began believing in, in one God, right? But they have it all wrong. When it ends up being that like that, right, whatever, whatever the, the Christians were able to, to pile on the world, or whatever the, the Muslims were able to pile on the world, their beliefs, their beliefs, their beliefs, when it comes out that everybody's going to take those ideas and not use them for their beliefs, but use them for belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, <laughs> that's the ultimate last laugh on, you know, on, on the Christians and on the, and on, on the Muslims. Because it's going to be taking that ra and being mahapachet and turning it into good. So the concept of the ultimate in schok, the ultimate in laughter, what brings out that ultimate laughter? That ultimate laughter is brought about by a mahapecha, a turning of ra into tov, a turning of bad into good. So Rav Moshe Shapiro says the following answer to the question about how is it that why is it that we're always that, that we just burst into laughter and at the most bizarre times? It's a sad time. It's something weird happens. We laugh. Person gets nervous. They start giggling for no reason. What, what, what's the matter with us? What are we doing? He says the whole world is a is a joke. It's all a joke. And deep down inside, we all know it. So it, there's there's a setting inside of us that's kind of laughing. 
we're all like walking through Yitzchak right Yitzchak was I've, I've seen this brought down Yitzchak spent his whole life laughing at the world here was a person he was in he was in Eilat Tamima he came back to this world and he just looked at everybody and laughed at them this is this is all a joke this is, this is the, the whole world is a Van Hapachu it's, it's a you know a Gansiar Freilich over here the, the, the people are crazy like what are you focused on what are you doing it's nuts when, when, when we are at different points, when we become, when our, when, when, when we become like emotionally like uh, jarred, right? What automatically happens is that this deep down setting inside of us that looks at the world as a big joke starts to bubble up, and we'll just laugh, because laughter is something that's almost automatic within us. It says, what is the chazase? Chazase mishenechnas adar mar and mishenechnas of it says, it means like this. You're always besimcha. Sometimes you got to turn it up. Sometimes you got to turn it down. But it's always on. Because that's the automatic setting inside of a person. The world is a joke. And we... Human beings are plugged into that fact that beneath our seichel, beneath the way we think we know what's going on here in the world, we're those people. Every time a person is involved in teva, right, they're setting themselves up as as, as a joke. You are the you are becoming the punchline. You are the, you are going to ultimately become the punchline. So on Purim, the laughter, that laughter of seeing the whole world as a joke. That laughter is able to burst forth. The, the sense that we have, the reason it's not a stira, so to say, to azumali shokpinu, what do you mean? Only in Olam Haba you're allowed to laugh. You're not allowed to laugh now. No, no. On Purim, we had a hiskalus, we had a revelation of an habahu, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu went and showed us afterwards, look back at this whole period of years, right? It's just a few years, but look back at, those, at that period. You see how every little single thing that happened, the Vashti, the Esther, the this, the that, the other thing, everything, big sun, Sarish, it all fell into like this big punchline of Venahapahu. He thought he was going to take the, the, the yurtzad of Moshe Rabbeinu and turn that into the destruction of the Jews, but that ends up being the saving of the Jews. What a loser, right? All of that stuff becomes revealed to us. And when we're tapping into seeing how the Ra really became Tov, what we're really tapping into is a Me'en Olam Haba. We're tapping into this, this sense of Olam Haba. So therefore the Shok of Purim is a touch of the Shok of Olam Haba. Laughing on Purim, if you don't laugh on Purim, you didn't get it. You're part of the joke, you're not getting the joke. Right? It's, it's, you're like, are, you, are, you, are you laughing with or you are getting laughed at? Like, you know, you, you, sometimes you're not sure. So th- that is, that's what's going on. That's, what, that's what's happening on Purim. So laughter, Stam, you know, a person just messing around. So that could be, okay, the Yetzirah, you know, the, whatever is going on. But, and that's why it's also Lamali Shok Piv. Because what are we laughing about? We're laughing about some, uh, you know, some, some guy, some well-dressed guy who gets sma- splashed by mud. That's like, that's a Kleinakite. But it brings out this, this, this real sense that we have in us that the world is a joke. On Purim, we tune into this real sense that the world is nothing more than a big joke. And, and, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, you know, is letting us know. Psst, come, you can see some of it. You can watch, watch the setup over here. Right? If, you're, if you're on the receiving end of the prank or are you in the prank? Right? If you're just one of the, the clueless guys wandering around waiting to you know, see what's going to happen and then finally the bucket of water gets dumped on your head, right? so then nebuch. But if you're in on the joke, 
then, then you're laughing the whole time in the setup. You're also giggling. That's what that that's that's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu allows us to see here on Purim, and we're able to see how Hakadosh Baruch Hu guides us, and it gives us it's 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 muter lamalos. We're we're allowed to have our mouths full of smoke on Purim because on Purim we're able to see the world as it really is. On Purim we're able to see the the the, the world for real and to see how Hashem guides and how things that are bad are really good. We're able to tap into that sense of the joke of the world. And it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to see that. It's an opportunity for us to see it in our, our lives and to kind of recalibrate how we look at our lives, the things that have happened to us, the things, and, and how we go about looking at this world and our attitude to the world. All of that is something that we can really um, uh, tap into here on Purim. We should be zaycha to be mamale schok pinu on Purim and avada be zaycha to the azimale schok pinu. Oh, baby, it's clear.